No more chains are binding me. I'm totally free. Hello, Faith Family, and welcome to another edition of Totally Free. It's the radio broadcast ministry of Free to Worship Ministries, now in Midway, Florida, where Pastor Ken Colvin is our senior pastor. Genesis, the 37th chapter. And then we're going to be talking about the life of Joseph. The life of Joseph. The life of Joseph. When all you have is favor and a dream. Favor. Somebody shout favor, favor. and a dream. Favor and a dream. Amen. I'll do part one. Pastor Doug will come do part two. Amen. Hallelujah. I love that we connect. Amen. Hallelujah. That is, uh, amen, a tag team anointing. Amen. Me and Pastor Doug. Hallelujah. Genesis, the 37th chapter. And the third verse. Hallelujah. Also, to we thank God for, amen, Pastor Doug White, Sister Anna. Come on, bless God for Sister Anna. Amen. She is a first lady. Amen. She don't have on a first lady hat, but she's still a first lady. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Are you there? Are you there? I want to make sure you. Amen. Amen. Here we go. He said, and now Israel loved Joseph. Somebody shout, love Joseph. Love More Joseph. than all of his children. More than all of his children. Why did Israel love Joseph? Now he had 12. Come on here. Why did he love Joseph more than all of his children? The reason why, because his wife, amen, hallelujah, who he had Joseph was barren. She didn't, she couldn't have a child. Amen. Hallelujah. So in this time, amen, hallelujah. And then also he was an old man. He was an old man. So he embraced, amen, Joseph. Not saying he didn't love, amen, but he had a special care that God blessed him and his wife to have a child. He loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat. Somebody shout a coat. A of many <laughs> colors. I've got it with in my closet. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, I know if you know Pastor Ken, I got a couple of coats. Amen. So it's easy to grab this prop here. So I show many colors. <laughs> Amen, Brother Mike. Amen. Hallelujah. Put this on your back. I know you can't fit this one here. Just walk around. Just, just walk around. Just walk around. Just keep walking. Going on up the balcony. So just keep walking all around the church. This is what happens when you go on your job. There's sometimes you have a coat of many colors. And there's going to be some jealousy. Come on here. Uh, the peace on you. Hey, hey man, they're going to be like, why are you so peaceful? Why are you, so, why are you always laughing and smiling all the time? Come on. The coat of many colors. Come on here. Hey, man, go on to your, your family. Hey, man, hallelujah. They always see that you can take a licking and keep on ticking. Come on here. Uh, uh, 
uh, how 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 are you able to bear all those things? Because when you are graced with a coat of many colors, when you know how to share yourself, come on here. And hey man, and when his brother keep on walking, you gonna walk the whole circle. I ain't got but about ten more minutes. Just keep walking all up to the balcony, going to the backyard. Amen, hallelujah. And God gonna take you. Come on here. He gonna take you where people gonna see. Come on here. The coat on you. Somebody shout favor. Don't get it twisted, singles. You need to have a coat of many colors when your husband or your wife uh, come. Come on here. Amen. Before, you didn't know them already favored. Come on here. You got to understand who I am. Come on here, somebody. Because God has graced me with a coat of many colors. Uh, before I put the gown on, I got the coat. I got the coat on. Come on here. Before I put the tuxedo, I got the coat. Keep walking. <laughs> when you got on something, you want to walk and be seen. Come right, on here. Right. Uh, when you walk, come on here, somebody. You show up a little late, come on here, because you want to make sure you got to look great interest. <laughs> so out of all his brothers, come on here. Amen. Also, too, now, in the older day, there was a robe. It was a robe, meaning there was a robe, and the robe was like a quilt. Amen. Had different patches. Amen. But it was bright and vibrant. I love that. And he says, and when his brothers saw, look at it, when his brothers saw that they loved, that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him. Anybody ever feel like you've been hated? Oh, come on here. People jealous of you and you ain't even did that. Come on here, you just got your hair done, you had it done in 10 months. As soon as you get it done, you think you all that. Baby, God just blessed with a little bit more money. Now I can give this up perm. Now come on here, somebody. Don't hate me because, hallelujah. But then I found out the most hate, now, it don't come just from the outside. Sometimes we got inside hate. Some of us, we got brothers, sisters, and cousins, and nieces, and uncles, and all, that we don't even talk to. Why? Because of something happened in the past. Something. And say so, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Look at you think you all that. Walk around with that little coat on. It don't matter fit anyway. Look at his brothers. Look at it. It was talking about it. Amen. So look at some brothers and sisters talking about you. Come over here. God done bless you. Come over here. And now they ain't even talking to us. Why? Because there's a favor on your life. Amen. But somebody shall love them anyhow. Love them anyhow. So you walking now, you going, amen, hallelujah. And it's not your degree, it's not all these things that make you great, but it's the favor of God. Amen. Somebody shout many colors. And Joseph dreamed. Somebody out there's a dream now. There's a dream. Now listen, God said, I know you got the coat on, but you also need a dream. I need to give you confirmation of that coat. Come on here, somebody. I need you to understand that you ain't got that coat on just to be having it on. But I'm about to give you a dream and a revelation. Come on here. That's gonna coincide. Come on here. Why your father gave you the coat and then give Reuben the coat? son to come. Come on here. Why you didn't give the second son to come? But he waited all the way down to the 11th son. Now understand, he could have gave Benjamin the coat. Benjamin was the last son. He was a baby boy. Come on here. But God said, no, this coat belongs to Joseph. This dream belongs 
Joseph. Then it says, amen, and Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Now you need to tell me you got this coat on, and now you got a dream? The devil is a lie. <laughs> they hated him even the more. And he said unto them, here I pray you, this dream which I have dream. You ever told somebody your dream? Told somebody your vision and goals about stuff and then people hate you even more? You say, girl, I feel like going back to college, going back to school, and they hate on you. Girl, I feel this. Amen. Why? Because people don't want you to succeed. Amen. Past them. But they got to understand, if they really connected to you, you taking them with you. Come on, me, somebody. You got to understand again, God ain't just blessing me to bless me, but he blessing me so you can be blessed. Sometimes we're blessed by association. Amen. I believe if Pastor Doug become a millionaire, I'm going to be all right. Come on, here, somebody. I, I say I'm going to be all right. That's why I can buy my four for four right now. Come on, here. It's supersizing some days. Come on, here. Because one day he's going to take me out back. Come on, here, somebody. But if I stay connected to him, his brothers, they should have said, we got to stay connected to this joke walk around with this toe. So this one got a dream. Because we're going to get out of Egypt one day. We're going to get out. Come on, here, somebody. Give me five more minutes. I'm almost done. Five more minutes. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheep arose. Now look at Joseph saying, my sheep arose, and also stood up, upright. And behold, your sheep stood round about, and made obedience to my sheep. Now look here. Look what's going on. Now, Joseph, he, he's 17 years old. He having a dream. Come on, here, somebody. And for behold, we were by there. Amen. Did we go, right, go to the next? And, and his brother said to him, Shall I indeed reign over us? Now, they caught the revelation. Oh, now you think you're going to reign over us now? Oh, you finna be king? Or shall I indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his what? Words. When you're going to tell somebody what God has revealed to you, get ready for the hate. And he dreamed yet another dream. Somebody shout another dream. And another dream. Oh, God will give you another dream. Come on here. But watch this here. And told it to his brother and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun in the moon. Somebody shout the sun in the moon. The sun in the moon. The sun in the moon now. Watch this here. It represents something. And the 11 stars, now watch here, the sun and the moon was Joseph, mama, and daddy. And the 11 stars was his brother. Y'all catching this here? Made obedience to me. And he told it to his father and to his brother and to his, and his father rebuked him. What you talking about, boy? Get out of here. Sometimes your own one that loved you, the one that gave you the coat. You gave me the coat. Now how you rebuking me? <laughs> Sometimes people bless you, don't say, look, I, I forgot that I blessed you. Mm -hmm. And said to him, what is this dream that I has dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brother indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? Mm. What you talking about? Last verse, and I'm done. And his brother envied him, but his father observed the same. He would have thought about that dream. This morning, I want you to know when God has favored you, 
no man can curse you. Oh, come on here, somebody. You cannot curse what God doesn't bless. And guess what? You can't bless what God doesn't curse. Oh, come on here, somebody. If God, is somebody going through something in their life, and God said, look here, nah, I'm shutting up the heavens on them. Don't you go give them nothing, because they got to go through some things. Come on here. And you try to keep blessing them and blessing them, and you find out it's getting worse and worse. You got to let them go through that chastisement. Yeah. In my clothes, I remember I was getting whooping by my mama. <laughs> And my brother walked past the room while I'm getting latched on the back. Yeah, I got latched. And then DCF wasn't in right then. It wasn't incorporated then. DCF, come on here. Right now, how you been? How do you do anything, man? They, they locking you up. Come on here. But I was getting a whooping. Come on here. Elder. And my brother walked past the room. He said, Mama, why are you whooping? You need to stop whooping. She said, you come on in here. <laughs> I find out when folks get in the chest out, you better get out the way. Come on here. I don't want to be in the same car when God calls your name. I don't want to be in the same car. Come on here. Why? Because God, oh my God, hallelujah. Because God has cursed you. Come on here. When I say, baby, you cannot bless what God has cursed you. You cannot curse what God has blessed. Come on and bless your sex you feel all the Building. Come on. Amen. Come on. Give God praise. Amen. For the man of God. Let's thank God. Amen. For Pastor Doug. Come on. Here. Come on. What a great message. Man, I always have people stand up when I'm coming up here. Next time, next time when you fall, I'm going to have people bow down. That's what I'm going to See how you like that. <laughs> Man, Joseph's life, you know, it just, it goes crazy from here because then his brothers sell him into slavery, right? First they talk about him, they, they say, okay, we're, we're fit to kill this dude, right? And then, then they sell him into slavery, okay? And then he goes and uh, he gets put in, you know, from the slavery, he, he gets into Potiphar's house. In Potiphar's house, he goes through. I'm, we're doing a marathon now because Pastor Cam was supposed to bring me to the middle of the thing. He brought me to the beginning. But he had so many good points. He had to, he had to stop there. He, go, he goes to Potiphar's house. He goes into Potiphar's house, and he does right. Potiphar's wife wants to go all with him. And what does he do? Right. He says, no. Every day, no. Hey, let's lie with me. No. No means no. That campaign started way back in Genesis. You just didn't even know it. No, no, no. Every day. Well, one day she catches him by the coat. Isn't that interesting? From the coat of many colors, all them blessings. She catches him by the coat. He runs out, leaves the coat. That joker took off. And by the way, that's what we're supposed to do with sin. Amen. Stop, stop playing with that thing. You play with it, you're going to see what happens. Well, um, he did what was right, and then you say, well, Pastor Doug, when I do what's right, doesn't God bless me? Yes, he does. His blessings are different than what you think blessings are, though. You think that he's blessing you with a, a Bentley or a Rolls Royce. He blessed Joseph with prison. <laughs> Pastor Doug. Mm -hmm. Make it make sense. Prison. Right. How's that a blessing? 
<laughs> it was preparation. It was preparation. It was preparation that he could have never got in a Bentley or a Rolls Royce. By the way, you're going to go there too. And then uh, that's where we kind of pick up in Genesis 41. He's in prison at this time. He got put in prison. Because with Potiphar who said, man, I gave you the keys to the kingdom. All you had to do, you didn't have to do anything. Look, I gave it to you. Why did you do this? And he said, I didn't. And I bet, I bet Potiphar knew. I bet he knew what his wife was doing. I bet he did. But he still had to follow through with it. Put Joseph into prison. What does Joseph do? Does he bolt, pout, whine? No, you know what he does? He lives for God right where he's at. He lives for God right where he is at. And guess what? God elevates him because that's what God does. He makes low the proud and he takes the humble and he elevates them. So it just depends on where you're at right now. If you're high, God will put you low. If you're low, He'll take you out. In Genesis 41, and I'm just going to, I mean, you can kind of like read through as I'm, as I'm talking about it, but I'm just going to kind of caption it, if you will. Pharaoh had a dream and no one could interpret it. That's where the chief butler remembered that Joseph had interpreted his and the chief baker's dreams correctly with the butler living and the baker dying. The butler was supposed to have told Pharaoh about it two years before. He, he got out of it and said, I'm going to tell Pharaoh. I'm going to tell him. And guess what? He forgot. He forgot. He forgot. So he's sitting there languishing in that prison. He's not really languishing. He's actually flourishing. Do you ever think, man, God's timing is off. Now, I know you wouldn't say it like that, but I know you think it in your life. If he would just hurry up and do whatever, if he would just hurry up and bless me in my job, if he would exalt me in that position, if he would allow me to buy that house, if I could only be in that relationship over there, the possibilities are endless. But God's timing is always right on time. If the baker would have told him two years before, it probably would have been no big deal to the Pharaoh. So that guy interprets dreams. Good for him. But you know what he did? He forgot. You think that was an accidental forgetting? I don't believe it was. I believe it was a sovereign forgetting. I'm believing there's lots of sovereign forgettings right now in my uh, older age. I'm forgetting a lot of things. I'm, I'm just trusting it's sovereign. But telling him now, right now, two years later, it was right on time. Pharaoh calls for Joseph. Guess what happened? It's the same thing that happened every time Joseph was called on. He presented to people God. Amen. That was a se the secret to his success. <laughs> you want the secret to success on your job? Live for God. 
You know the secret to be a good husband? Love God. Love God first. You love God first, it'll be easy to love your wife. Amen. You want to be a great wife? Love the Lord your God first. And then it'll be a lot easier to love that husband of yours. Mm. God could have kept them in that prison, but it was the right time. Oh, would God that we would take our bad circumstance and bring the presence of Jehovah God right where we are. All of a sudden, the bad circumstance isn't really that bad circumstance anymore. It doesn't go away, but it does come under the sovereignty of God. Nothing can touch you under God's sovereignty without His permission. And Joseph knew that. You can spend all the negative energy that you want on the circumstance that you're currently in. But I'd like you to know this morning that God is in control. And He's busy. He's doing His thing. And He's not worried about it. You might be worried about that doctor's appointment this week. God is not worried about it. Did it ever occur to you that nothing has ever occurred to God? He never said, oh my goodness, what just happened here? He already knows the end from the beginning, and guess what? He's in control. He's in control. It's like watching a game that's already happened, and you already know what the results are. <laughs> You already know what the results are. And you're watching the thing and you're thinking, I wonder if it's going to happen different this time. The game's already happened. The results are already in. God already knows who's going to win this next election. I think everybody here should go out and vote. I believe it's our civic duty to go vote. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I always, I always make wondering about that when people in church tell people how to vote. Like, you ain't got enough sense to vote for who God puts in your heart. I believe that every person in here can vote for exactly who God wants. And if the person I vote for doesn't win, guess what? I believe in the sovereignty of God. Amen. I believe in the sovereignty of God. And I just believe that God's going to put in office whoever he has in office. And that he's going to do his thing in our nation and in the nations around us. Amen. But you can spend negative energy if you want. But... God's not worried about it. So in the rest of chapter 41 of Genesis, Joseph gets called to interpret the dream, and God gives him the interpretation. Pharaoh gets impressed with Joseph and promotes him to vice Pharaoh. <laughs> well, that's really that's not really a position. It's second command with only Pharaoh having more authority. And this, with this new authority, guess what? Joseph's brothers came to Egypt to get grain, just as Pastor Kenneth talked about that the 11 stars and the sun and moon would come down and give obeisance to him. The interpretation of Joseph's dream when he was younger came true. Sometimes God pauses your dream. Sometimes you think, I, I bet Joseph, when he was in the midst of prison, I, I bet it crossed his mind. Yeah, God. I really thought life was going to be different. I really, I really thought life was going to be different. Anybody ever get that thought? I thought my life was going to be different. You might be in the midst of a, an ended relationship. 
And can I just say that I have been in the midst of people that in their relationships have ended, God has blessed them with a better relationship than they could have ever dreamed. Amen. There's some of you right now that are sitting here that could give testimony to that right now. But some of you are sitting in the midst of it and you're lonely. Can I just say that God's timing is perfect. I know you wish, man, I wish that was yesterday. Listen, sometimes it just seems like God has, God has paused your dream, but he, he, he didn't. So keep pursuing. I, I love the story that Diane Bossworth told me about God calling her to missions. Through circumstances, she didn't end up going. She really was wanting to go to India when she was younger. And a pastor told her it wasn't a good idea. Man, I gotta tell you, if you're in leadership, you better hope that that's a word from God when you dissuade people from following God's will in their life. You better hope it's a word from God. I shudder at giving that kind of counsel. And the only way those words would ever be uttered out of my mouth was not if I thought it was a bad idea, but if I thought the Holy Spirit was saying, no, don't go. That's the only time I would ever give that counsel. The safest place for any person in here is in God's will. Amen. That's it. It's the safest place for any person here. So uh, maybe the safest place for somebody isn't in Killarney. Maybe it's on Macomb Street. See, you're wishing, man, maybe I, maybe I ought to go ministering down there in that little safe neighborhood. That safe neighborhood might not be as safe as you think. Everybody clamors and tries to get their kids into the right school. And so some of them think the right school isn't Rickards and they think it's Childs. Guess what? I got a lot of people in the undercover drug industry. And you know what they say? The highest amount of drugs is at Childs High School, not Rickards High School. There, what do you think about that? <laughs> Regardless of whatever that is, whatever you think that is, Wherever God has you to go to, that's where you're safest. Amen. Not really concerned about going to India. If my life gets taken, guess what? I was right where God had me go. But I'd rather do that than stay here. And God didn't want me here at that time. Why? I will be, I will be, I promise you, I will be safe in the arms of Jesus. <laughs> you're talking about uh, you, you're afraid uh, you know as far as driving I don't, I don't want to get in your car if it's your time <laughs> uh, a pastor friend of mine said that's why he never flew he wasn't, he wasn't afraid that God was going to take him home he was afraid that he was calling the, the pilot's life home <laughs> that day and uh, But the safest place is in the midst of God's will. Not your checkbook, not your job, not the security system at your house, but the presence of Jehovah God. But guess what? I, I want to I talk about that, that pause in the dream. Because on Tuesday, 
Diana, and myself, and Dee Dee are going to be leaving for India. So I'm quite sure that maybe a few years ago she might have been thinking, what's that all for? It's going to come to fruition on Tuesday. Decades later, though? Decades later. Decades later. Is it too late now? Nope. God is an on-time God. No more chains are binding me. I'm totally free. We hope you enjoyed today's message and invite you to fellowship with us at our new location. That's 32319 Blue Star Memorial Highway in Midway, Florida, 32343, where God wants to meet you midway. Until next time, Faith Family, be blessed and remember, in Christ you are totally free. No more chains are binding me. I'm totally free.